Let there be healing in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God. We pray in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God. For those seeking the fruit of the womb, you said none shall be barren in the land. Lord, we speak fruitfulness into every womb. We speak fruitfulness into every womb. For every one, Lord God, that is seeking, Lord God, the fruit of the womb. We speak fruitfulness into every womb in this morning, in the mighty name of Jesus. Let there be a shift. Let there be new things. We are going to experience new things. Overflow of the blood of Jesus, Lord God. We thank you, Father. Glory and honor be unto your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Good morning, wonderful people. Good morning, choir. Good morning. Good morning, technical. Good morning, people of God. Hallelujah. We've come onto Mount Zion. Another great day. And so we're going, we're going to ask God a number of questions today. And for a lot of us, our hearts are heavy, hungry. And God said he will pour water on our dry land. So our dry land is ready. God will pour water on it. But let's just look at this in Psalms 96. From verse 5 it says, For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Give unto the Lord, O ye kindred, all ye people of Christ's faith tabernacle worldwide. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto him the Lord, the glory do his name. Bring an offering, an offering of praise and come before him. O worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness. Fear before him all the earth, all ye Christ faith tabernacle. So just lift up our voice this morning and just say, Lord, we've come unto you. Lord, we know, O God, that there are things that we have in our hearts that you answer us. Lord, you are going to answer us this morning, just like you've showed us the wiles of the devil, and you've showed us his methods and all his cunning ways. But Lord God Almighty, our hands, O oh God, and our heart is here for you, to worship you, to give unto you glory and strength. Let's lift up our voice and pray. Father, we thank you this morning. We've come before you. We've come before Mount Zion with an innumerable host of angels, O oh God, with an innumerable host of saints. See worldwide, O oh God, and where they call upon your name in spirit and truth. Oh Lord God Almighty, King of glory, God of grace, even in Birmingham, King of glory, where they've received, O oh God, of your input and they've received of your glory and your strength and your wisdom and knowledge and insight. Father, we've come unto you. We've come unto you, King of glory, God of grace. Father, to give you praise, to give you honor, to give you adoration. Father, to say that you are the God, you are the Lord, O oh God, Father, that we have come to worship. Lord, no other God. No other God created the heavens and the earth. But you, O oh God, you created the heavens, you created the earth. And after you created the heavens and the earth, O oh God, you spread out the heavens like a curtain over the earth by your mighty right hand. And so, King of glory, God of grace, this morning we've come unto you. We've come unto you, King of glory, with a hungry heart, O oh God. Father, King of glory, Lord God Almighty, and we say, Father, you, O oh God, who will make, O oh God, the waters, your string, your blessings, O oh God, flow like a negative, even unto our dry lands, King of God, we've come unto you in, in truth, oh God. Father.
God. Lord God Almighty, this day, bless your holy name in this house. From this pulpit, oh God, let, the, let your living water flow to the nations. Let your holy, living water flow, oh God, to our homes. Let it flow, oh God, into our hearts, oh God. Father, for adventure, Lord God Almighty, there are hearts that are not made up for you, oh God. Father, Lord God Almighty, your right hand, which is majestic in power, will shatter every rock, oh God, that is blocking, oh God, Father, our receiving of your blessings and your glory this morning. Father, we bless and exalt your name and worship you and thank you, King of glory. We praise your name, Lord God Almighty. We exalt you and thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Now there is an attitude we need to come unto the Lord. The Bible says in Isaiah 44 that he will pour water onto our dry land. But look at how uh, King David approached it in, in Psalms 42. Psalms 42 says, As the heart pants after the water brooks, so panted my soul, my heart after thee, O God. My soul thirsted for thee, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before thee? So this morning we are going to just lift up our voice and say, Lord God Almighty, my heart, O God, is stayed on you. The Bible says that God will give us perfect peace whose heart is stayed on him. So you're going to say, Lord, this morning my heart is stayed on you, O God. And so, Father, King of glory, anything that would devour my heart, anything that would take, like, while I'm here, I'm thinking about my dinner that's at home, and I'm thinking about that thing that is making me sad. Lord God Almighty, I bring it to naught, and I destroy it this very moment, and I bring the word of God against it, and I declare that my heart is for you, O Lord God Almighty. My hallelujah is for you. My praise is for you. Brethren, people of God, lift up your voice and pray. Father, King of glory, God of grace, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, you have ordained praise, O God. And so, King of glory, God of grace, I pray thee this morning and I say, Father, King of glory, everyone who has come in here, O Lord, Father, we're here to give you praise. We're here to give you honor. We're here to give you adoration, Father, in the name of Jesus. And so, Father, King of glory, we declare that our heart is for you. Lord, O God, Father, peradventure there are hearts here that are stony hearts, Oh God, Father, Lord God Almighty, your right hand, which is majestic in power, King of glory, will come, oh God, and shatter that stony heart, oh God, and give us a heart of flesh, a heart of flesh that will imbibe your word, a heart of flesh that will take in your word, oh King of glory. God of grace, this I pray thee. I ask, oh God, in the name of Jesus, King of glory, God of grace, in the name of Jesus, Father, so that Lord, that which you pray, oh God, that which we pray this morning, Lord, we will receive in the name of Jesus. Father Lord, I pray thee and I ask oh God, in the name of Jesus, that our heart is ready for you. In the name of Jesus. Father Lord, we thank you, oh God. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. In the mighty name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Let us turn our Bible to Isaiah 44, verse 1 to 3. Christ's faith tabernacle the chosen of the God Almighty. But now listing Christ's faith tabernacle, whom I have chosen. This is what the Lord says. He who made you, who formed you in the womb, I will help you. Thank you, Jesus. Do not be afraid, Christ's faith tabernacle, who I have chosen, for I will pour water on the thirsty land. 
and streams on the dry ground. Hallelujah. I will pour out my spirit on your offspring. Hallelujah. And my blessing on your descender. I want us to kneel down before the king of all kings. He is our father. Run terrible. I want everybody to kneel down. Let us kneel down to honor the God that made heaven and earth. He is the reason why we are here today. Without him, we are nothing. Let us begin to thank him because he has chosen us in this time. It is a privilege, Lord, to be in your presence. For we are nothing without you, Lord. Santa. We know we can do nothing without you, Jesus. Christ, Lord, kneel before your throne at this hour in the name of Jesus. To join the 24 elders in heaven, the cherubs, the angels, to bow before you, the king of all kings, the lord of all lords, the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the creator of heaven and earth. We are chosen, God people, Maria, Kerebo, Ran Santa. The Lord said, do not be afraid. Rekerebo Santa. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for you have destroyed the powers of fears. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for you have broken the chains of slavery. Maramba Sakatariye. We are no longer yoked, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, the Bible said we will do God to suffering, but we know it's a hand in praise. So, Lord, this morning, Lord, Renia Katarabo, Sederabari, for you are the God who sit upon your throne and you look down upon your people for your word can never be broken Lord as you have decreed and declared this is the year of the saints of the glory of God we shall declare your praises oh God as long as the heavens stand far above the earth you are highly exalted, Jesus. That Lord, this morning, Lord, you will rip us of our flesh and our soul, our spirit, our mind will be connected to your throne, Lord. Decide upon the sanctuary. That your name alone, Jesus, shall be glorified. Lord, we thank you, Jesus. We thank Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let us rise up. Lord, we bless your holy name. We ask the Lord that as a minister, we minister today, Lord. We ask according to your word in Exodus 19, verse 18. The Bible said, and the Lord descend with fire. The Lord, you will descend with your fire this morning. That no one comes here will remain the same. Globally, Lord, everyone that we call upon the name of Jesus. As we have sang, Lord Jesus, we shall be saved. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, Amen. For water to be poured on that dry land, the condition is there must be thirst. And I implore you this morning that let your heart be ready to receive from the throne of grace today. Because God is in our midst this morning. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Shall we declare the service open with an uplifted right hand and reading from the book of Psalms 24. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and all that dwell therein. For he hath founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his heart to what is false, nor swears deceitfully, he shall receive blessings from the Lord and vindication from God the Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, O God of Jacob. Selah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the King of glory. Amen. Psalms 145. I will exalt you, my God the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. They will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They will tell of the power of your awesome works. And I will proclaim your great deeds. They will celebrate your abundant goodness. 
and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All you have made will praise you, O Lord. Your saints will extol you. They will tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might, so that all men may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving towards all he has made. The Lord upholds all those who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and loving towards all he has made. The Lord is near to all who call on him. To all who call on him in truth, he fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. Amen.
all the praise and adoration. Amen. We bless your name, oh God. But there is none like you, none before you, none beside you. Alpha and Omega is your name. We worship you. Hallelujah.
bless your name, oh God. King of kings, the Lord of lords is your name. Alpha is your name. Omega is your name. Verse the last, lily of the valley, he's the royal of Sharon. Ancient of days, Alpha and Omega.
worship the Lord. We are
Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you very much, Pastor. Oh, sorry, uh, choir. Uh, there's a song that uh, I would like to sing. Yes. Oh, Lord, my God. Oh, sorry. Oh, Lord, my God, when I also wonder.
Lord, we bless your holy name today. We magnify you, our Lord, our God, and our King. You are the Lord that was, you are the Lord that is, and you are the God that will forever be. The Alpha and Omega, the Immortal, the Invisible, and the Only Wise God. Our Father, with whom there is no end, our Father, with whom there is no beginning. Father, we exalt you today. Lord Jesus, we worship you for paying the ultimate price for our healing, for paying the ultimate price for our salvation. Oh, Lord Jesus, we magnify your holiness. Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, be thou exalted. We glorify your holy name, Father. The one in three, the three in one. The almighty great God, Jehovah. We thank you as we come before you to worship you today. Father, let your presence fall upon us. Our Lord, our God, our King, all that we do today, Father, let it be according to your purpose. Let it be according to your plan. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Hallelujah. Praise the living God. Wow. Good morning, church. And uh, happy Sunday to you. Um, I welcome you in the name of the Most High God. And the, I welcome you to the company of angels of our Lord Jesus Christ, the living Christ, to Christ Faith Tabernacle International Church, Woolwich Cathedral. The Lord God Almighty, we bless our coming today. So please take your seat. Welcome someone next to you uh, in the name of the Lord and take your seat. Thank you, our ministers. You've been wonderful. You brought the heaven down. Please, let's give them a round of applause. They've been great. You will see me repeat a lot of things that Apostle says, so please just follow on. <laughs> or you will hear me, rather. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, just like me, um, some of us, if not uh, all of us, will be wondering what is this person doing here today, <laughs> uh, standing before you. Uh, I am surprised too, and that's the honest truth. Uh, the, story, the story all started when Pastor Shegun called me and said that I have to do the summary of um, the Light of the World uh, meeting. So I said, wow, how can I do that? Well, it happened. And that was on Thursday. So come Friday, um, I wasn't myself because I was thinking, oh, I probably messed things up, you know. <laughs> and um, I was just talking to my wife about going to Birmingham because, we, as we all know, Women of Royal Destiny Convention. So I was talking to her about driving down to Birmingham, and uh, we were thinking of going, you know, yesterday. And then now, uh, you know, uh, today, then my phone rang, and uh, it was Apostle. <laughs> wow. And he said, are you in Birmingham? I said, 
um, no, 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 you know, we, we're thinking of coming. He said, no, don't come. You're going to discuss, or you're going to talk about what you discussed at your meeting. I said, oh, Dad, I don't know what, I, what. He said, no, don't worry, you're doing it. You know, it was now very stern. So I said, okay, sir. <laughs> so here I am. As you are surprised, I am surprised too. <laughs> Um, just um, to put things in context, like um, at, the, at the meeting, we discussed Nehemiah's portrait of a transformational leader. Um, sorry, just before I go on, as I said, Apostle spoke to me, and he also sent his greetings to everyone. Apostle Reverend Omar, you know, their spirit is always with us here. Uh, though they are explore, you know, doing all the exploitation and everything in Birmingham, through them, Jesus is passing through Birmingham. And, but their spirit is still here with us. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I thank them for giving me the opportunity you know, to stand here before you today. Um, yes, so the title of today's sermon uh, will be taken from that uh, uh, discourse that we had on the light of um, uh, light of the world uh, meeting, which is Nehemiah portrait of a transformational leader. <clears throat> um, I actually had a slide that we used, so that will kind of guide me so that I don't go off track and probably keep you focused as well. So I'll send it to the presentation team. Uh, at some point later, they will uh, they will start uh, projecting it. So we concentrated on Nehemiah chapters 1 to 3. And uh, there were so, so, so many. Can I have the first slide, please? Oh, it's there. <laughs> um, yeah, there were so many lessons to learn from the book of Nehemiah. And, uh, but there are so many things to take away from me. But we just want to concentrate on the portrait of Nehemiah as a transformational leader. So we will be looking at um, transformational leadership. <clears throat> uh, we'll be looking at portraits. We'll be looking at transformation. We'll be looking at goal of a leader. And we'll be looking at legacy. So those are the things that we'll be looking at in, uh, in Nehemiah in, in our topic today. So just um, to... Uh, to move on, if I can have the second slide, please. Thank you very much. So, just to lay some premise, uh, the two key words from our topic today is portrait and transformational leader. So, when we talk about transformational, transformational leadership, you know, Apostle has dealt with it, he has discussed it, all the leadership theories, Apostle have taken us through them. Apostle has taught us about all the theories, how they apply, how we can apply them, and what we can do with them. So I will just use one of the definitions that Apostle gave us for transformational leadership, which is, you know, defined as leadership process through which a leader engages others to complete a common goal. 
So this leader that is going to engage others is going to be a motivational person. He's going to be charismatic. He's going to, uh, as we say in the Christian circle, is going to be inspirational. And uh, he will have the ability to relate with people. He will be able to walk with people and benefit others rather than just himself. If we look at all those attributes of a transformational leader, they are actually what the Bible is teaching us, what the Bible is telling us to do. So our focus today will be on how Nehemiah actually became such a leader. How, you know, the the portrait that we're going to paint today of Nehemiah, how that happened in Nehemiah's life. Just uh, for a quick, uh, uh, just for understanding as well. You know, a portrait is a painting where the intent is to represent a specific human subject. That is, that person's character, that person's uh, uh, attitude is behavior and things like that. So that is what uh, a portrait is. And that so much fits into our life, you know, what's going on around us today. I mean, this transformational leadership. Because if we look all around us, Nehemiah, what he did very well was he was able to fend off all the uh, distractions of the enemy from Sambalat and all the kings of the other Persian leaders of the time. He was able to fend them off and at the same time rebuild the Jerusalem wall. So he was a, uh, a leader that had the ability to plan, ability to, to carry out, an ability to come to an end in terms of what he proposed to do. So that was uh, Nehemiah. If you look at the slides, oh, okay. Uh, sorry, not this slide yet. <laughs> if you look at the slides that we have here, you know, we're talking about what are the, <coughs> sorry, we're talking about uh, the characters of Nehemiah. So someone that has clear purpose, you know, as Apostle taught us, without purpose, you know, we are, we are aiming for nothing and we cannot achieve anything because there's no target to hit. And a, a life without purpose is, you know, ending for destruction. So, we, so as a transformational leader, Nehemiah was able to exhibit that character. He had clear purpose. But we get to how he got to that. Also, um, he led by example. And uh, one thing that came to mind when, you know, this was dropped in my spirit was the fact that what Apostle taught us when we had the Presbytery uh, meeting here, Apostle said, we cannot be a leader that we call meeting and we ourselves are staying at home. So when we have meetings, when we have uh, prayer meetings, when we have Bible discussions, where are we? Where do we stay? And, you know, we just need to examine ourselves to make sure that uh, as uh, you know, as the Lord is leading us, we are following. And, uh, you know, a, a, a leader that is asking the members to bring a thousand pounds, you know, for offering, and all they have to do, all they have to show is just uh, their ostentatious life. They, you know, that kind of example is not in the Bible. So, also, Nehemiah was tenacious. If we have to put that in our Father and the Lord's uh, uh, words, he taught us about the three Ds. He taught us, taught us about diligence, he taught us about dedication, and he taught us about devotion. 
a leader who is going to be transformational is going to have these three things in him in order for him to be tenacious and withstand all the pressures of the enemy. Um, he was humble. Nehemiah was humble. Uh, he was humble before God because when he heard about uh, what was going on to the people of Israel, he actually went to God in prayer, fasting. He humbled himself. He humbled himself before the king. He did not assume that because, oh, he serves the king, that he can just walk to the king. He, walked, he, 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 he humbled himself, prayed unto the Lord, so that his wish can be granted. Then Nehemiah was very, very innovative. So, but all these characters and attitudes of Nehemiah, if we actually trace their origin, we can find them in the Bible. So, Nehemiah had some enablers, some things that actually helped him in order to have clear purpose, clear vision, clear goal, in order for him to, to be a good example and for him to be tenacious. So, if you look at the, the slide that we have up there now, we're looking at um, those... Um, Sorry, we're looking at those enablers for Nehemiah. The first thing that we notice, can we have uh, uh, Nehemiah chapter 1, verse uh, 3 on the board, please? So in Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 3, it says, They said to him, Those who survived the exile and are back in the province are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates have been burned with fire. That was the message he received. But he, when he got that message, something was triggered in him. What was triggered is compassion. He was compassionate. He doesn't want those people to be in trouble. And same thing, you know, for us to be a transformational leader, we have to have compassionate heart. If we look at the book of uh, Luke, Luke in Luke chapter 7, verses uh, 11 to 17. We can have Luke chapter 7. I think the key one there is uh, verse, um, uh, verse 13, where it's talking about uh, the, uh, how Jesus Christ, because he was compassionate, he raised the dead of the woman, the widow of name. Why? Because he had compassion. His heart was drawn onto that woman. So for us to be a transformational leader, we need to be compassionate. Um, I was talking to someone about you know, the, the war in Ukraine and uh, you know, saying, oh, we should, this war shouldn't be happening. It's you know, baseless. There is no reason. There is no cause. And this guy said to me, well, some people have to die in order for things to go on. I thought some people have to die. If you are the person dying and going through that, will you be saying that? No, we won't. So we need to be able to put people in our own shoes in order to understand what they are going through. And that will enable us you know, to, uh, to actually have a compassionate heart that the Spirit of God can walk through. Because Nehemiah had that compassionate heart, the Spirit of God was able to walk through him. I.e., the Spirit of God led him into prayer. And from that prayer, he was able to get direction for the people of, uh, for the people of uh, uh, Israel in that time. He was able to know things that need to be done and how they need to be done. That, you know, the Holy Spirit dropped it in his spirit so that he can do what heaven has already ordained. A lot of the things that we do in life... If they are aligned to what God is saying or God wants to do, it will be easy. And that is, that is 
it's, it's fundamental to anything that we can, we can think of in life. Jesus Christ said in uh, the book of uh, John chapter, uh, 19, sorry, chapter 5 verse 19. He says, uh, I do the things that I see my father doing. If we can enter into that space whereby we will be able to do the things that God is showing us, you know, Everything will just fall in place. Our purpose on earth will be fulfilled. Then he entered into prayer and fasting. Those are the enablers that uh, Nehemiah had. He went into prayer and fasting, seeking the face of God. He sought the face of God for four months before he went before the king. We have been praying in this church for 708, over 780 days. What I would just say is, we need to examine ourselves. If we look at the book of Second uh, Thessalonians, uh, sorry, Second Corinthians, chapter thirteen, verse five, it says, "Examine yourself. Where do you stand in all these things? Where do we stand? If they're calling for prayer, where are, where were we? Were we part of it, or were we not part of it? Everyone have jobs to do. Everyone have children. Everyone have a lot of businesses." It is good, it is well, but let's also put God first in everything that we do so that we'll be able to enter into that space. What we all want to do at the end of our life, like I said in the, you know, at the beginning, is to leave a legacy that will be forever, that will be lasting, and that will be according to the will of God. So the other thing is uh, Nehemiah was exemplary, you know, leading by example. Nehemiah had total confidence in God, you know, total trust and commitment and confidence in God. Nehemiah actually led a, a life that was based on trust, uh, sorry, based on faith in the living God. You know, when, you, when I think of Nehemiah and, um, you know, how he trusted God, because if you look at verse 19 of this uh, Nehemiah chapter uh, chapter 2, it says that when the obstacles, when the distractions came, he said unto them, our God will give us success. That is not a word of someone that doesn't believe in God. That is a word of faith. Same thing our, our Father and the Lord have told us. Ukraine, they are fighting this war. They're not fighting it because they believe in their own strength, but because they believe the God of heaven can help them. <coughs> so, um, and the other thing about Nehemiah was that Nehemiah acquired knowledge. He acquired knowledge. Apostles have been telling us in this church, you know, go to go and study, upskill yourself, learn, so that when the opening comes, you can imagine. Now we are having the recession. Now we are. Uh, there is, you know, so many things happening in this country now. But God, when God said, "My people will not suffer." In the time of famine, that will be will be uh, will be blessed. It's because God outmaneuvers Satan. God doesn't fight Satan, but God will lead you so that by the time Satan comes, Satan comes and attack, you're already you know you're already at the top. You are not there, and that is why for us as Christians, especially all the prophecies, the prophetic words that we hear. Here, day in, day out, we've got to take them to heart and do something about them. So that's that's um, you know that's it about the transformational leaders. With the trans- uh, sorry, with uh, um, Nehemiah acquiring knowledge, but all these characters and attributes of Nehemiah, 
they came you know uh, from somewhere Nehemiah didn't just uh, you know uh, you, you know if you look at how they read the the, uh, the book of Nehemiah it did not just be, it did not just have a clear purpose it was not just compassionate overnight he was transformed. Nehemiah was transformed. So if we go on to the next slide, because this is a great month for us in Christ's faith tabernacle. The month of transformation. God gave us Second Corinthians chapter 3 verse, um, uh, verse 18. And one thing that God has been doing for us in Christ's faith tabernacle is God has been unveiling our eyes so that we can understand and see all the tricks of the enemy so that we can understand how he's distracting us from fulfilling the purpose that god actually created us for the purpose that god wants to achieve in our lives and that's why apostles have been teaching us <coughs> sorry That, that's why apostles have been teaching us about the tricks that the enemy uses, about all those distractions that we use. It will seem like it's normal. It will seem like there is no harm to it. But what we need to do, especially for us Christians, one thing that we need to appreciate is some things can be good and not God. God may not be behind some of the things that we think are good. It's very, very good to have a very fantastic job, a very good job. There is nothing. But if you follow God, God will lead you so that that fantastic job will not become a hindrance. Otherwise, Satan can now use your children. We have people that because they have to raise their children, they cannot. All these things, all challenges in life. Satan can use anything. But we need as Christians to make sure that we are doing God. We are godly. We are following the ways of God. And if you look at, uh, you know, some of you know, the things on that, uh, on that, on that slide, <clears throat> transformation is about we. It's what Christianity is actually all about. Because once we accept Jesus Christ, what is the next requirement? We need to repent of our old ways. And that's why God says unto us that uh, in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, we need to do what? Continually renew our mind. Otherwise, if we don't, we will want to carry on in the same old way. And the same old way will always lead to destruction. So, if we look at, uh, you know, on that slide, I mentioned about, uh, you know, um, God taking away the veil from our eyes, which is what God is doing in our midst today. So, <clears throat> let's, um, but what is God, why is God revealing, uh, why is God revealing all these things to us? You know, like, uh, if you look at, God is teaching us about the tricks of Satan, uh, what the enemy will use in the last day, in the present day. Why? Why is God teaching us all those? The reason why God is telling us all this, the apostle is teaching us about all this, is so that we can change. As I said earlier, change what? What are we changing? Our behavior. If we are doing the same thing over and over and over again, and we are not getting the right result, common sense will tell anyone that we need to change. But the unfortunate thing is, you cannot just change by your power. Because a lot of what we do, as Apostle was explaining to us here, a lot of what we do, they are actually engineered for us by the enemy. 
So we think we are doing what we want to do or the way things should be done. But in actual fact, is the enemy pulling us away. They are bait of Satan to take us away from the purpose of God. So we need to change our behavior. What is behavior? Behavior is our conduct and our action. That's why you will go out there and someone will say, oh, that person's behavior. Wow, I'm impressed. And I pray that all of us in Christ's faith tabernacle, people will be impressed by our behavior. <clears throat> then we need to look into our attitude. What is attitude? Attitude is our mental tendency to do something. You know, like in a situation, if you will normally shout, that is your, that is your attitude. That is what you will normally do in that situation if you face that circumstance. And, but the, the next one there is, is character, and that is the most difficult one. Because once we now have all these things embedded as character in us, they have formed us. And that's why Jesus Christ said that uh, the things that we do, they are from our heart. It's overflow of our heart. So we need to, the, you know, character is appearance of what we do based on the state of our mind and this is why the bible tells us in romans chapter 12 verses 1 and 2 that we need to renew our mind because that is the source that is our source you know as a man thinks as we all know so the man is then we you know need to look at the words of our mouth our words are powerful you know, Apostle said unto us, said that anything that we say, we are asking the Spirit to follow it. It's either the Spirit of God or the Spirit of the enemy to fulfill whatever we said. But one thing that actually stood out for me, you know, when I was reading these uh, passages, uh, if we go to uh, Genesis chapter 2, you know, in verse 19, God said unto Abraham, and this is very, very fundamental for us in Christ's tabernacle. God said, how can I hide from Abraham what I will do, knowing that, uh, sorry, what, uh, now the Lord God had formed out of God. Sorry, this is, uh, um, I was actually looking for Genesis chapter 18. <laughs> Uh, so that's the story I was talking about. Okay, you can leave this. Let, let me talk about that. That's, that's fine. So when we talk about the word of our mouth in uh, Genesis uh, chapter 2 verse 19, it was what Adam called it that God approved as the name of that person. When I was in secondary school, we did, um, uh, and A-levels, we did like, botanical science and zoology and all this and we were naming animals we were naming plants what we named them and what we still call them they are what they are god is not when we when we give back to our children and we say my son's name is ezekiel that child becomes ezekiel from that day and it is the same thing when we pronounce prosperity into our lives prosperity stays when we pronounce hardship into our lives, hardship stays. So we need to be mindful of the words that comes because it is with your word. Remember, transformational leadership, it's all about how you engage others to fulfill a common goal. So what you say to those that you are engaging with is what will birth the purpose of your words or the purpose of God for that person. So if we look at, uh, actually, if we quickly look at uh, the book of James, James chapter 5, I'm sorry, James chapter 3, verses uh, 5 and 6, talking about the power of the tongue, the words of our mouth, 
apostles have dealt with this, you know, several times in our midst. Same thing, Psalm 91. Reverend Omar taught us about Psalm 91 just recently. And apostles always pray for us with, you know, Psalm 144. Uh, sorry, Psalm 141 verse uh, 3, where he's talking about guiding our mouth. These are things we need to take on board. Otherwise, we will allow the enemy to take uh, inroad into our lives. So all these things form our who and our do. And uh, if you look at the book of Acts chapter 1, you know, it talks about Jesus Christ Emmanuel. What he, be, what he did was what he was teaching. Jesus was not teaching before doing he was doing those things before he started teaching. And it's the same thing for us if we want to be a transformational leader. Apostle told us that Jesus was the greatest example of transformational leadership, servant leadership. So, but there are some things that we need to be mindful of. You know, there are some bad guys, you know, when, when, you, when you're looking at, you know, to be good. There are some bad guys that, always, that Satan uses. And those bad guys are things like pride. Apostle taught us about how Satan fell. He fell, why? Because pride entered into him. Grumbling. The reason why the children of Israel did not, you know, the first batch did not enter to, uh, to the promised land was because they grumbled. In fact, when I saw that, you know, what they said, when I first read that part and I saw what, I saw what they said, I thought, no, God is being harsh here because I didn't understand what was going on. Because God can only work with faith. But what they declared was not according to faith. So we need to be careful of the words that come out of our mouth. How we say it and how we perceive things. Then procrastination. A lot of us, you know, uh, there are things that we should do, though we just keep postponing it. We just keep pushing it. Laziness. Evil desires and ambitions. These are things we need to get rid of. Lost. Someone was saying to me, oh, we see all different billboards everywhere. Oh, some of them are, you know, they got some images that we shouldn't be looking at. And the person that was next to us said that, but that's why God gave you the, the way out. God gave you a neck. Look somewhere else. Change your focus. And that is what it's all about. That is what we do with all these things. If, we don't, if we're not ready to utilize what God has given us, we end up falling into the trap of the enemy. Because all those things that I, I just spoke about, what will they do? They will destabilize you. What will they do? They will sap motivation out of you. What will they do? They will destroy your career. No matter what you build, once all these things set in, they destroy career. They destroy progress in life. They lead to bad decisions. They lead to frustration. You will think you are doing it, but what are you achieving? You cannot see it. But thanks be to God, we have some tools that we can use. Those tools are called discretion. In the world of VUCA, the apostle taught us, you know, uh, volatility, uh, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity, which is just challenges. In, the, in, the, in those words, they talk about if you are able to decide, have discretion, it will help you. If you are able, if you are flexible, you build things that will outmaneuver the enemy. So understanding, we need to have courage. We need to look into those tools, be consistent in what we do. If we are talking about reading the Bible every day, let's read it every day. That's the only place where there is victory. If you are talking about, then we need to look into strength. 
strength comes from above for we Christians because God will fortify us from within. And once we have the strength inside, we can act outside. So we need to look into all these things. Emotional strength as well. One of the things, one of the greatest things that hinder, especially we black people, from progressing very high in this country is emotional strength. Because if you are in a meeting and you're not able to handle the pressure, the heat, what happens? They start, you know, they call the meetings behind you. That's, that's what happens. You just see minutes of the meeting that things have been decided. Because you are not able to stand firm and know what to do. So, you know, we areas to focus on. We need to be positive. We need to be proactive. We need to, you know, be purposeful, be progressive and responsible. And the Lord God Almighty will help us. If I can have the next uh, slide, please. <clears throat> so, what these, uh, what these things uh, will help us to do is move us into the purpose. If we look at, we want to become a transformational leader. Then, we have now gone through the transformation. So what are we looking to achieve? It is these things that we're looking to achieve. You know, the outcome is, one, a true reflection of our Lord Jesus Christ. We will have righteous values. We will have, you know, we have defined and clear, we have clearly defined approach to everything. Because we are following the word of God. The word of God can never miss it and can never lie. So we will have that. If you look at Second uh, Peter uh, chapter 1, verses 3 to 8, it says that God has already given us all that we need for life and for godliness. Once we have that embedded in us, the rest is history because we are going to, uh, to be successful. So if you can just uh, help me uh, put on uh, John chapter 3, verse 8. Because this is, in order for us to achieve... Um, you know, be strategic and, uh, you know, be able to have fulfilled vision and goals. We need this. This is actually recommended by the intellectuals of the world. Do you know what they recommend? They recommend that you need to be flexible in order for you to build against all the complexities of this world. But look at the way God puts it. If you look at uh, John chapter 3, verse 8, it says, The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. It is with everyone born of the Spirit. When we are born of the Spirit, we are like a wind. The people of this world, they cannot dictate us. Because what we are doing is God. And remember, God sees before it happens. God has been telling us about this period or this season in this church for about 10 years. God has been telling us about how Satan, uh, sorry, how Britain will go out there and beg. God has been telling us about how we need to be prepared for this season and for this period. So all those things, they are the way God at Malnova Satan. Remember when they were going to kill our Lord Jesus Christ, baby Jesus. What did God do? God did not tell them to go and God didn't raise soldiers against Herod or fight uh, the soldiers. All God did was he led them to Egypt. And that is why God is leading us. So that all the calamities and things that will happen, we will not partake in them. 
we will not eat, they will not be our portion. And if they are not our portion, what do we get? We get success. We get what God ordained. Then we are able to step into what God ordained for our lives. So if we look at, um, you know, this, this, so we need to be like this. We need to be in the Spirit. We need to be led by the Spirit, to be guided by the Spirit in order for us to, uh, to fulfill that. If you look at the book of Job, as the apostle showed us this recently, Job 36, in verse 3 there, it says that I will see from afar things that will happen. And that is why God said unto us, this is the year of the saints. Because when we come up higher and we are able to see, God will lead and direct us. So that when God is leading and directing us, we know exactly what to do. When we need to evangelize, we evangelize. When we need to pray, we pray. When we need to... Everything that you can think of. Why? Because God is leading and guiding us. So, that is... um, um, That is one thing, you know, if we're talking about having clear and divine... um, strategy and values they come from God God did not ask us about fighting the devil God all he says in the Bible is resist the devil and he will flee from you so all we've been talking about is how we flee from the devil so that we can achieve that which God ordained actually if you look at um, the book of Jude that we read recently they said that um, angel Michael when he went to get, Mos- to, to get Moses' body he did not contend with, the, with Satan he said the Lord rebuke you and that is our place only two things so all the prayers that we hear about do this to Satan do that to Satan it is not biblical we need to go biblical and follow the way of God so God will guide us he will lead us he will direct our path so that we can fulfill the vision. And that brings me to, uh, if we just go on to the next slide, please. So when, when our visions are, when our visions are uh, fulfilled, when we see manifestation of our vision, we've got goals, clear goals that we are following. What, what is next? Everyone wants to build a legacy for themselves. You want whatever you build to continue. And that's what Nehemiah did. He rebuilt the wall. And when he rebuilt the wall, what did he do? That was lasting. But one thing that also, you know, struck me in the book of Nehemiah, especially chapter 3, is they were talking about all the people that built the wall with, uh, with Nehemiah. They named them, listed them, talked about their you know, their families and what they did. So that is their legacy. They've entered into the book of history for building the wall. What history book are we writing in Christ's faith tabernacle? There is only one person that judges each and every one of us, and that's our Lord Jesus Christ. And with him, there is no variableness. It is as it is. That is how God will judge all of us. Apostle is in the book of history of Christ's tabernacle. You cannot talk about CFT without Apostle. You cannot talk about CFT without Reverend Omar. 
the, the founding, the, the administrators, the pastors, the leaders. But there are some people that Apostle, when he, he says he was preaching there, he said, when I remember these people, my heart goes to them, pleading on their behalf, because they've allowed the enemy to take them away. They've allowed the enemy to deny them the purpose that God prepared for them. This is not, sorry, this is, we don't want to be there. And the only way we can do that is by checking our heart. Is by ensuring that what we are doing is godly. If you look at uh, the book of Nehemiah chapter 3, and also if you look at um, uh, First Chronicles uh, from chapters 1 to 9, it talks about all the genealogy and what they did. Those that were... Uh, gatekeepers in the house of God, those that were singers in the house of God. One thing about us, in Christ's tabernacle, all of us, we've all been pray, praying for the revival. But the question I want to ask all of us, can, I, can you please um, uh, give me the, the next slide? Oh, sorry. Give me um, Isaiah chapter 2. Isaiah chapter 2. I think we talk about Isaiah chapter 2. Sorry, we just forget about this slide now. <laughs> so, if we look at Isaiah chapter 2, verses 2 and... Okay, yeah, Isaiah chapter 2 says, This is what Isaiah son of Amos saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. Verse 2, please. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as chief among the mountains. We know that's going to happen in Christ's tabernacle, don't we? Then look at this. It will be raised above the hills and all nations will stream into it. Next one, please. Many peoples will come and say, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. What is he going to do? Can we read that together? Thank you. So, that's what they're coming to do. We are praying for revival. We have 3,500 capacity in this church. Imagine if we have to do three or five services here. If we do morning, you know, do two or three, uh, New Cross, do three here, six services on Sunday. Who is going to minister? Is it just apostle? Who is going to minister with songs? Apostle, the drums, apostle, protocol, you know, same people for six services. We are praying for revival, but we all need to come up higher so that we can be the vessel that God can use to teach the people that are coming. The church is already established. It is the work of God. God knows what he wants to do, but what is our part? If you are not a transformational leader that will be able to address the people that come, you will destroy the work of God. Let's be plain about it. That is what is, and that is why, in some instances, God will not allow those things to happen because God is not in the process of shaming people. He's not going to bring people in that they will be discouraged. So we all need to be ready so that when the vision, Apostle said in 1984 that he had a vision 
across, across London, across, United, across uh, England, what was happening? Revival. Are we ready for the revival? Are we playing our part, preparing ourselves for the revival? These are the things that we need to ask ourselves. This is why we need to be transformational leaders. This is why we need to have that compassionate heart that will enable us to know that out there are people being destroyed that need to know God. This is what our Christianity is all about. These are things that we need to do. Apostle also talk, you know, always talk about Continuity. He talks about, oh, he is going, you know, he will build, he will build, um, he, he said that he will build five, ten generations behind, you know, that will pick up the torch and continue the work. But we have a part to play in that. If a person is teaching them here, what are we teaching the children at home? There is a unique, there is a unique, a unique, a unique opportunity for all of us. We all have children. Our children bear our names. Our grandchildren will bear our names. Our great-grandchildren will bear our names. When they bear our names, what is in them? What have we taught them so that they can continue the work of God? This is a challenge for all of us. This is what we all need to look into. We saw our young brother, about two or three years old, you know, singing and destroying all the work of the enemy. We are all happy about it. I'm very happy. Apostle, over the moon. But what are we doing for others? How are we building others up? Remember, a transformational leader, what is a transformational leader going to do? A transformational leader is going to engage others so that a common goal. So let's start looking at the bigger picture. The bigger picture is not just us. The bigger picture is the kingdom of God. The bigger picture is how we can further the kingdom of God. And that is where we need to start looking at. That is why our prayer, we cannot get off from praying. Because the only way we get inspiration, I had a dream sometimes ago, and I saw our Father in the Lord, he was kneeling, you know, looking up to heaven, to download from heaven. You know, he, I just don't know. And this is why he's pouring himself into, on, into us, so that each and every one of us can get to that space. Where we'll be able to build others, who will build others, who will build others, and the chain continues. And the kingdom of God will not suffer any violence or suffer any loss because we are where we need to be. The Lord God Almighty, who um, called our father, Apostle A.T.B. Williams, the God of this altar, will make this word relevant in your hearts. If I have uh, the last uh, slide, please. If we just uh, go on to the last slide. All the last slide is doing is just summarizing for us everything that we've been discussing. And gave us the portrait, so-called portrait. <laughs> That's my portrait. <laughs> so-called portrait of uh, Nehemiah with all the distractions, with all the challenges. People that talked him down, people that were against him. That is Nehemiah. He was a transformational leader. And we, in Christ's tabernacle, we have one in-house. God said unto the children of Israel, I will raise a prophet amongst you. God has raised a transformational leader amongst us in the name of our father, Apostle A.T.B. Williams. He says unto us, do 
what you see me do because I'm following Christ. And the Lord God Almighty will help all of us to leave a legacy that will be according to the will of God. And that we continue forever. Christ with tabernacle. God has said unto us, though we, we look small and young in our eyes, but we, we do what? We will rule because God has ordained it. May the Lord God Almighty bless his holy word. Thank you very much. <coughs> Can I invite uh, the choir to come up, please? So we thank God for his word. We thank God for his grace. We thank God for what he has ordained. Let's give them a round of applause. They've been wonderful. They brought heaven down and they're going to continue. You know what, I think I lost track of it. I'm not sure if I've gone past my time, but <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, the, the, the song that I would like us to sing, because Apostle said to me when he called, he said, do what you see me do. <laughs> so I want to do the next thing that I always see him do. And we're going to sing uh, that great physician, he said, I'm not sure if you know it. That great physician, he said, Mm -mm, mm -mm. Shall we rise, please? The Lord God Almighty will heal us in our mind, in our soul, and in every part of us. Please. The Can we take this fight off?
physician is here and he will touch each and every one of us. My people, hear the word of God. He says, None living in Zion will say, I am ill. And the sins of those who dwell therein will be forgiven. So today, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, by whose tribe we are all healed, I pronounce healing into all your bodies, healing to your soul, healing to your mind, healing to your joints, all the confusion that the enemy brought into your life, God Almighty will give you direction. In the mighty name of Jesus, where you think you suffer loss, the Lord God Almighty will repay you. Because his word says, none will be ill in Zion. Illness will not manifest in our bodies. The illness that are here, the name of Jesus Christ Emmanuel is enough to quench their power and they will not resurrect anymore. The mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ Emmanuel, our bones will receive strength. Our organs will receive strength. Our mind will receive strength. The Lord God Almighty will walk and move on our behalf. The Lord God Almighty, His word says, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. The Lord God Almighty, who is our God, will keep us and He will strengthen us. In the mighty name of Jesus, this week we will be favored. In the mighty name of Jesus, we will move from glory to glory. In the mighty name of Jesus, the, gro- the purpose of the Lord God Almighty we manifest in all our lives. Strength from above will come for us. God will speak on our behalf. Where we lack, in the name of Jesus, provision will come. In the mighty name of Jesus, the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come, the creator of heaven and earth and all that therein dwell, the Lord that I am, that is the I am that I am, we make way for each and every one of you. The Lord God Almighty will breathe into you and you will be transformed. The Lord God Almighty will make a transformational leader out of you so that his purpose for your life will be fulfilled. The Lord God Almighty who says unto the children of Israel, you unto the, unto the Levite, that they will not serve him in vain. We his children, as we have come today to worship him, we will not go in vain. In the mighty name of Jesus his blessing will be upon us his blessing will chase us his blessing will manifest in our lives the glory of the Lord God Almighty will be our portion our Lord our God and our King we bless you Father Lord we worship you we magnify your holy name we exalt you our Lord our God and our King because you are the Lord God Almighty that says unto us that if we pass through the fire you will be there with us if we pass through the water you will be there with us Father we call upon you in all the challenges of this age, in all the challenges of this time, we will be exalted. All the tricks and all the devices of the enemy will not be able to pull us down because the glory of the Lord God Almighty will rest upon us. Thank you, my Lord. Uh, Thank you, Father, for hearing our prayers. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Better than that. We can do better than that. Let's thank God for Dickin. And we say, Dickin, God bless you. Can we tell Dickin, Dickin, God bless you. May the Lord strengthen you. May the Lord equip you. And move you higher and higher. In Jesus' name. 
whilst we still stand in his offering time. Offering time. Hallelujah. The Bible says in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 9, from verse 7, it says that each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give. Not reluctantly or under compulsion, for the Lord loves a cheerful giver. Hallelujah. We're going to give our tithe and offering to the Lord. And as we prepare for our tithe and offering, if you need to sit down to do so, please do so. If you can have the information on the board, yes. If you can um, look at the board and then give your offering through the electronic means. Also, if you took envelope um, on your way out, please, if you could put your... Um, oh, please, you, you can be seated, please. If you could put your offering as you go out in the ark, you will find it at the foyer. Amen. And the Lord will bless you. And if you are writing it on the envelope, please ensure that you mark clearly if it's for offering or for tithe. Hallelujah. If you have prepared your tithe and offering, please bow your head and pray over your offering. Father, we want to thank you for the privilege to come to your house to give. May your blessings of God come upon this offering. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's rise up.
every praise to our God. Yes, Lord, He is worthy to be praised. Yes, Lord, the Bible says He inhabits our praise. He sits in our worship. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Shall we pray? Our Lord and King, we thank you, Lord, for this holy offering. We ask, O oh God, that your Holy Ghost fire will come down from heaven. And Father, we will sanctify this holy offering. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we decree that, Father, as we have sown, O oh God, Father, you who supply seed to the sower and give bread and food, O oh God, to your people, will supply and increase our store of seed. In the name of Jesus, Father, you will enlarge the harvest of our righteousness, so that, Father, we will be enriched in every way, O oh God, and can be generous, my Lord and King, on every occasion, so that your name will be glorified. We want to thank you for your faithfulness, even in Jesus' name. Amen. Shall we be seated, please? Do we have anybody worshipping with us for the first time? If today is your first time of coming to Christ with Tabernacle Cathedral, can I see you raising up your hands? Anybody? Hallelujah. May the Lord bless you for coming. We hope that you've been blessed. And as you go out, the ushers will give you a welcome pack. Please have a look at it and there's a form in it. Fill it so that we will have your details and then we'll be able to extend a good help to you. God bless you so much. Um, I've got some few announcements over here. First of all, I will speak about the week. Um, Today, we have our home group. Today, 7 p.m., and we'll be reflecting on the book of Isaiah chapter 36 and 7. So tonight at our home, 7 p.m., home group, Isaiah chapter 36 and 37. Daily prayers will continue every day at um, 11 p.m. Please, you heard what Dickin said. When the church calls prayer, it's for all of us. It's not for our apostle. Please, let's come and pray. If you pray more, you'll be more empowered. Apostles say that we must to pray and put it in storage so that when the need comes, you can pull it out, right? So let's make sure that every day we will meet, not 11, but about 10 minutes to 11, so that you can get yourself prepared. Amen? On Wednesday, it's time for Bible study with our mother in the Lord, 7 p.m. Let's endeavor to be there. Friday is overcomers. I was expecting us to say, Ooh! Thank you, choir. Yes, please, it's overcomers on Friday. Um, it's going to start at 8 p.m. at the cathedral. So let's endeavor to be here on time. Um, we have a fundraising walk for Ukraine on Saturday, 28th. And the work is going to start from Bethesda 
to cathedral here and know that uh, Pastor Toya has been preparing. I've been preparing as well. So please, let's make sure that on that Saturday, we all meet 8.30 a.m. It says here, for the walk from New Cross to Cathedral to raise funds for Ukraine. Please endeavor to be there. And then uh, try and put your steps in. Amen. Um, on Sunday is Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving Sunday. So we all need to meet here to give God the thanks for all that he has done for us. If you are going to do any um, Thanksgiving, please endeavor to be here on time. I hope that you've given your details to the church office. If you haven't done so, please do so. And then be here on time. By 9 o'clock, be here to join in with the prayers. Maximum 9.30, so that your seat that is reserved for you will be there for you. Amen. And on Sunday, when we finish service, there's going to be a bazaar for fundraising as well. Um, There's going to be cakes and a lot of limbos. So please endeavor to be here as well. After service, don't rush off. I think they will be out there. Go and patronize so that we can raise funds for Ukraine. On your way out, there are fundraising sheets over there. Fundraising sheets at the um, foyer. Please pick one so that you can use it during the week to raise funds. This is very important for Christ with Tabernacle because we want to raise more money to buy medical equipment for Ukraine. Like uh, Pastor Tayo announced, we want to target our help to Ukraine. You and I, we know that they need our support. So let's endeavor to support this kind gesture and the Lord will bless you. PVM retreat is on the 15th to the 18th of August, 2022, at Birmingham. Please be reminded that payment for the balance of payment is due this month. So if you have paid and you have to balance them up, please ensure that this month you get that sorted out. And the Lord will bless you. Before I will call um, the Kintemi to give the announcement for the men, I will read a thank you card. So on behalf of the Balofin family, we would like to express our profound gratitude to Apostle A.T.B. Williams and Mamioma for their support during my 70th birthday celebration. We would like to also thank all pastors and their spouses. Elders, Dickens, Dickness's protocol team, and the entire church. Good celebration and joy will not cease in our camp and our home in the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you, everyone. Love from Elder Balofin and family. Praise the Lord. I will invite um, the King Temi to give the men's announcement. Thank you. Good afternoon, church. Good afternoon.
Uh, I'm just going to give the men's announcement very quickly. So we have the men's convention um, coming up very shortly um, at the end of June. And um, just to open um, the men's convention, we would be having um, a seminar on the 18th of June. I think it's worth um, actually giving a bit of context to the rationale behind the seminar. So I don't know if you recall, I think it was in 2020, Apostle gave us the vision for 2027, vision for the next five years um, for CFT. And if you're not locked into that, I think Dickin has been speaking to us today about transformation and leadership. If you're not locked into that vision, I don't know what you're doing. Um, I think Apostle is raising generation of leaders and I'm one of them. I'm one of them. Fantastic. Well done. Um, I think to give, to give a context, so Apostle told us, he gave us a scripture for Vision 2027, Acts 4 verse 32. It says, all the believers were in one heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions were their own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's grace was so powerful at work in them that there were no other persons among them. From time to time, those who had owned land or houses sold them, bought the money from the sales. And it gave us seven key points, which I'm going to go through very quickly. And I'm giving this just to give you a bit of context, because we have seminars most of the time, but we are not just having seminars just for the sake of it. It's for our purpose. And he said, um, the first point, building a church with a heart, with one heart and one mind. Building a selfless church. Building a church without a needy person. So no single person must be needy in the church. Ensuring every needs are catered for. Empowering all members in all areas of grace. Creating an enabling environment for everyone to function. Reaching to the ends of the earth. That's the seventh point. If you don't recall, I think honestly, go back and look at it. This has been my own mantra. I'm not perfect in every way, but this has been my own mantra. And our role in the church is to go out there, build overcomers for tomorrow, transform lives and transform city, but also impact nations. If you're working nine to five, your job is not to die in a nine to five job. Your, your job is to build nations and impact cities. So on that note, the seminar that we're having is an economic conference, and it's basically tagged Thriving in the Midst of Economic Challenges. So thriving in economic challenges. And we're going to be covering a number of areas. The first one, um, just very quickly, is about sustainability leadership. And it's more around social and environmental issues that we face. If you don't understand those challenges, it cuts across every single area. Whether you're in medical, whether you're in finance, whether you're in engineering, whether you're a laborer, even if you're a plasterer, it doesn't matter. It cuts across every single area. And we all should be fully informed about these things. The the second one is about sustainable economic development. Um, the third aspect is about digital economy and the future of technology. The fourth aspect is entrepreneurship and understanding new markets as well. And then the last point which we're going to cover on the day is understanding supply chain and logistics challenges. Just to manage your expectations, obviously, these are very, very broad areas. But the key point or the rationale behind this is you come in on the day and we give you some background information, very, very good information, knowledge. And I'm telling you that individuals who are coming are individuals who are highly respected in various industries. So we give you some background information, but it's left to you to go out and do some more research to understand what they're talking about. How does it impact your own area of industry? How does it impact your own area of work? And how do you thrive in a challenging economy? Um, 
But also, just uh, I think the last thing I would mention very quickly, um, they will give you some background information, as I said, and knowledge about how to make strategic decisions um, that impact your family, um, that impact your career if you run a business, that impact your business as well, but also that impact your organization. Remember what I said earlier on, we have not been called to go and work 9 to 5 or 8 to 8, wherever shift you work. That is, that's definitely what you're called for. You're called to build overcomers for tomorrow. You're called to transform nations, to transform city, and to impact the world as well. We're called to serve in our homes, to serve in our family, to serve in the church. If you're not serving in the church, if you're not serving in your home, if you're not serving your bedroom, if your own is to take, 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 and take, and take until there's nothing else to take, you're not in the right place. So come on the 18th, and I'm sure you'll be blessed in Jesus' name. Two more points. Um, then we start the men's convention on the 20th of June, there will be evening seminars from 7 to 9 p.m., I think. Is it 7 to 9? Sorry, that's it there. 20, 20th to 26th of June. I don't have the time, so I'm not going to give a wrong time, so I don't get into trouble. But 20th of June to the 26th of June. Um, and then on the 20, um, on the 25th of June, we have a family funds day. Um, the venue will be confirmed very shortly. And on the 26th of June, we have an annual Thanksgiving for the men. And the last point I'm going to make is for all the men in the house, um, we pay um, annual dues, um, which is £60. So if you haven't paid your dues, please um, see one of the men um, and they will tell you how to do that. And I pray that God will bless you significantly. And I'll see you on the 18th of June. God bless you. Thank you, Dickin. God bless you. Um, very quick one. The Ukraine um, walk, they have some items at the uh, reception. So on your way out, you can get one. And the dress code is every house for G- Jesus' T-shirt. So please come in there and the Lord will bless you. Can I invite Pastor Ben to close us, please? Wow, 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 wow. Beautiful. You know that... Um, in addition to all the fundraising and the work and everything to Ukraine, I want us to be upstanding and make a prayer. You know, every day when we gather here, we do pray for Ukraine. How many of you are witnesses? And you believe that we should do that. It's extremely important. So, um, in a minute, you know, some of us, if we don't do it collectively at home, we won't do it. So, we take advantage of that. So, lift up your voice in Isaiah 43 verse number 11 the word of god says that yes from ancient days i am he no one can deliver out of my hand when i act who can reverse it so we are saying that god stretch forth your mighty hand over ukraine deliver from the hands of the russians Pray this prayer last night. I prayed this prayer. Let the land of Ukraine vomit them out. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Oh, come on, lift up your voice. Father, we want to thank you for the news we are hearing. We thank you that you keep on answering our prayers, oh God. We understand that you are the only deliverer. There is no one that can deliver like you do. You are the strong and mighty one, oh God. And so the Bible said that from ancient times... 
no one can deliver out of your hands. So that is why we engage the right hand of the Lord over the territory of Ukraine. And we ask that, oh God, let the land of Ukraine vomit Russia out. Engage the weapons of the wind. Engage the weapons of the land, oh God. Every, every land, every territory in Ukraine. Let them vomit, oh God, the enemy out. We decree collectively, let the hand of the Lord take preeminence over Ukraine. Let peace be established in the borders, oh God. Thank you, oh God. We bless you. We honor you. We give you the praise. We thank you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, oh God. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now we are closing. Thank you, Dickin, for the word that came today. Are you part of the revival? Are you part in building what God has said? I remember just a month or two, I saw him in a vision. And what he said and what happened has brought contest. I saw him, I told him, so he called me back. In the vision, I saw he was exposed to the secret of apostle. I was watching from a point, and he seemed to have gotten access to the secret code. I mean, what apostle is doing and God is using him. So I was struck by that. I said, Dickin, this vision I've had about you has something to do with something God has in mind for you. So your position as a, a protocol, sorry, as an armor bearer has a great significance to the anointing and the grace that is an apostle. So serve with all your heart and open up your heart because you are tapping into something weightier than you. Are you with me? And little did he know that God was setting him up for what is happening. Now, I'm saying this to say that we all collectively have been set up for a new season. Not only him. Just as he said, it's a surprise. You'll be surprised the next day God will send you. You are in that fort. You are in, 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 in wherever you come from. God expects you to be an arm of his hand there. You must be ready to stand up to that invitation. Are you with me? So on that note, say, God, I will never disappoint you. Lift up your voice and begin to pray for yourself. The Father, I respond to this invitation. I respond to this invitation. I know the Spirit of God is in this house and it is moving. It is not an accident God called our, our Father in the Lord to let him preach. But it is a clear message to us. That we understand prophetically, you are sending us forth to the nations, O oh God. Let us align our agenda to the move of the Spirit, O oh God. We will not disappoint you. We will not shy away from the demands of the Spirit, O oh God. Are you praying? Beloved, this is about destinies. Uh, Esther said, uh, I will go forth if I perish, I will perish. Is it not for a reason that I am in this, in this, in this kingdom for such a time as this? There is a season, there is a season, there is a season. The Spirit of God has brought us, O oh God. Nahadushin Tali Ikalewaha. 
Thank you, O God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, let's lift our right hand up. We're sharing the grace together. As in Hebrews chapter 13, 20 to 21. Now, may the grace... That great shepherd of the sheep, blood of the everlasting covenant, make us in every good work to do his will, working in us that which is worth pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now we want to share Second Corinthians chapter 13 verse 14. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Psalm 23, 6. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen.
keep you. May he lift up his countenance over you. May he be gracious to you and grant you peace. Amen. Have a wonderful week. Amen. Shall we sit down, please? And the ashes are going to lead us out, so please just take your seat and wait patiently. Amen. God bless you. Thank you.